mic a little bit. All right. Um, am I the only woman telling a story tonight? I, is there? Well, no, Audrey told a mini story, but I think we're like sort of slim on the, the ladies, so maybe more women need to volunteer to tell. I see Katie in the back going, yes, that's true. Um, so I'm actually going to do double duty and, and really represent because I'm going to tell a story as a woman and it's actually going to be about really, truly being a woman. Um, so, uh, so I said yes and I agreed and this was, this was last summer and I was looking at my kitchen table and it's stacked up with 50s and 100s. There's $7,000 on the table and I'd said yes. So I was looking at all this money, and I thought this is actually a lot of, this is a lot of money um, in, in cash, and I had to figure out how to get that money with me from Brooklyn to Nairobi. And I was, I was going to a conference, and I was part of this, uh, this conference event, um, and I, I had to figure out how I was going to move the money that made me a little bit nervous and I was traveling by myself, and I often wear vintage dresses, and so I had this empire-waisted dress that I thought that I, I would wear um, on the plane, because it's, you know, you're going to Nairobi, you want to be really comfortable, so you want to wear really comfortable shoes. Okay, and so, um, so then I, I talked to my friend who lives upstairs, because this is Brooklyn, and, and I say, okay, so I have to take this money with me and I'm going to get on a plane with it. She's like, oh, I have a money belt. And I was like, okay, this is good, right? And so I'm like, great, you have a money belt. And, uh, and they, they had asked me to do some of it in 20s, some in 50s, some in 100s. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I start stacking up the money. I know this sounds like a scene from Weeds at this point. but um, So I start stacking up the money. I realized it's actually quite thick. It's a lot of money. So I take the 20s back to the bank. And I ask for them in 100s. They were not really cool with it the first time. They're really not okay with it this time. And I'm wearing glasses. And so now I have this, this stack of money, and I put it inside the money belt. I'm like, okay, this will be fine. Um, so I, I have this, um, this vintage dress. So I put the money belt on, and I'm like, okay, this is really strange looking. Like, um, what are we going to do? And then I'm like, oh, I'll just put it underneath the dress. This will be fine, right? So I put it on underneath the dress, and, um, and I put the dress on, and I have my, my bags, and I'm going to travel with, because I never check baggage, because why would you check baggage, and so I had these two, you know, I have like this thing, and then I have this weekender bag, because if you don't ever have your other bag with wheels on it, then they can never make you check it, right, so this is my plan, so I'm like, okay, this will be fine, so I'm going to fly through London, and then I go to Nairobi, so I have this stuff, and you know, it's, it's July, June, um, so I have a little sweater over my long vintage dress and the money belt on, and I make it to London, and I forget, this, this uh, transfer was, was kind of close, I forget that um, they were having the Olympics uh, then, so I didn't, I didn't make the flight, and I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get there to make it to the flight, and I start running, right, in Heathrow. And I start to notice that people are looking at me as I run. And people start to be like, 
really supportive of me. And people are not really that supportive of each other. In other words, when people are like clapping by the end, because I'm like running and I'm like, I'm gonna make this flight, it's gonna be great. And I really, right? And so I finally get, and you know how like you think it's like down the one way and then you realize, no, it's down this other fucking hallway that like you didn't even see because like the numbers don't go that high, then you have to go to the right. So I'm going all the way down, all the way down, all the way down. I finally get there and the people look at me from Air Kenya or whatever it was, and they're like, hmm. <laughs> like five of them, same expression, same uniform, hmm. right? I'm exhausted. There's nobody else in this whole part of the airport. It's just me with my bags. So I just, I just throw them down, very upset. I'm not making this flight. They only have one more flight, or the next flight is the next day. Right, so I have to figure out what I'm gonna do with like the whole day. So it's like, it's at the end of the day, but I'm on the other time zone. So I throw the bags down and I sit in a chair and they're kind of looking at me from the side and all of a sudden they start talking to each other, right? I'm really tired, I'm not even thinking. I put my hand on my stomach and then they come over to me and they, they sort of put their hand on me and you know, these women all of a sudden are really, they're super nice to me. I'm like, what's going on? Um, they're like, honey, we want to take care of you in these like beautiful accents. And they say, we're going to send you to the Sky Club because we want you to take care of yourself and your baby, right? <laughs> so then I realized why people have been so supportive of me as I was sprinting down the airport, right? Okay. And I was like, oh, but oh, Sky Club, <laughs> right? Yes. Right, they're like, you don't need vouchers for alcohol or anything, and I was like, no. Right, so I go to the Sky Club, and I take a shower, and like, they've kind of called ahead, you know, so they're like expecting me, and they're like, oh, let us take your bags, and I was like, yeah, do it. And um, so I take a shower, and I'm like very happy, I'm in London, it's cool. And so, I'm fine. And then when I go back, and then I fly um, uh, on that, that flight that night, so I've done two overnights in a row, so I'm really out of it, jet lagged, when I show up in Nairobi. And so they're, they're picking me up from this thing. In Nairobi, you kind of have to have like a, um, when you're entering and exiting um, hotel situations, they, they like examine the car, right? They have these guards and they kind of like, they do their little thing um, every time you go in and out of the gates to close. Um, so it's sort of a security situation, or it was when I was there last summer. And so I'm moving kind of slowly. I see the, the person with my sign. I'm like, cool, great. So I start moving toward him. He sees me, thinks the same thing. And he's like, oh, okay. So he takes my bags. I was like, okay, cool. Um, and, um, and we go to his car, which is not marked with the hotel. So now I'm like really freaking out, right? Um, but then at the same time, I'm like, well, it's kind of genius because people think that I'm pregnant, but I have my like ransom money if I need it, like strapped around me, right? Like I, I can bust myself out. Um, so anyway, so we get in this car and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be fine. And we go and he takes me and we, we get to the hotel. And I show up at the hotel. There are five of us and we were all flying in with $7,000 because things cost different amounts of money in that part of the world if you're dealing in American cash. 
So we all show up, the thing, and so I get there and I'm really excited because at that point, I'm starting to kind of get what it feels like maybe a little bit to be pregnant because it's like, it's like super sweaty and uncomfortable because this like money belt is not really doing the job, you know? And I'm just like, this is really gross and scratchy. Um, and like, I'm just like, my back is hurting even though I'm in flats. I'm like, this is really uncomfortable. And so I get there and I walk into the room. We have this whole conference area. And I walk into the room, and everybody's um, sitting there in the middle, and there looks like, like there was something there in the center that's no longer there, right? Like you got there at the after, and there was a before. And, and I was like, oh, okay, this is not good. Um, because all I want to do is take this stupid money belt off, but we can't do it in the presence of the hotel staff, because we don't want them to know that we're bringing in all this American cash from all over the world, right? Because um, they made us a deal and thought that we couldn't get the money there. I'm like, great. And I know that I'm only number two. This is like Ocean's 12, but like I'm only number two with them. And there's like other people coming, but I just want to get it off of me, right? But I walk in and I'm like, cool, where's the safe so I can take it off? And they're like, it's, it, it's not here, right? So then I'm there for four days until we get a safe. The whole time, the hotel staff keeps looking at me and they're like, like, we're part of some sisterhood of women, and I'm like, I'm not in the sisterhood. Here, please serve me alcohol. I'm in Nairobi. What the fuck is going on? Um, anyway, so at some point, the safe shows up. Then I took it off. And then the rest of the time, the hotel staff was just, like, really confused. And then decided that, that I had, like, somehow, like, lost the child, the imaginary child. And then they served me lots of alcohol, and it was fun. So, anyway, that's what Okay, I'm actually gonna blow your mind right now, Kristen in particular. This is, I'm just gonna tell a mini story about how I came to know this magical woman that you just witnessed. And it is actually literally a case of mistaken identity. Um, about three summers ago in August, I like wake up in the morning and I start getting these text messages, like really aggressive text messages. And they're like, hey, when are we going to meet up? And I was like, what? <laughs> Who is this? Trisha. It's Trisha. I'm ready to meet up, like whenever you want. I can do it today. I can do it tomorrow. I can do it anytime this week. I'm ready to meet up. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know anyone named Trisha at all. And I was like, well... I think you might have the wrong number. And she was like, no, I don't, I don't. Like, you need to ride your bike over here and meet up with me. I know you ride your bike in the mornings. I know you ride your bike through Park Slope, through Cobble Hill, and then you go to Williamsburg. I know that about you. And these are like fast and furious. And like, this is three years ago, so I'm a little bit paraphrasing. I tried to find the text messages, I can't find them. But I, you know how she texts. <laughs> this woman, she'll she's all business once she gets on it. So she wants to meet up with with somebody in that morning or the next morning. She wants them to ride their bike to her house and she wants to talk. She has she's ready to talk. She's like, let's talk about China. I'm ready. And I was like, okay, I don't know who you are, but I like you. <laughs> and I'm intrigued. And also, 
Who, who are you trying, who are you, tr I don't, I cannot tell you for the world why I asked her this question. Because this is sort of, like, this is obviously a wrong number. Like, somebody wants me to meet up to talk about China. I have nothing to do with China at that point in my life. <laughs> I do now, but not then. Um, so I, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what, what made me ask this question, but I was like, well, who were you trying to find? And she was like, Alex, you're Alex. And I was like, no, no. I'm not, I'm not Alex, my name is Audrey, but my boyfriend's name is Alex. So, what the fuck? <laughs> Why you wanna meet him in the morning? Why is he riding his bike to your house? I wanna know more about this situation. So I actually do, I wish I had printed it out. I have an in chat conversation with my ex-boyfriend Alex, where I was like, hey, do you know someone named Trisha? <laughs> She's trying, she, and he's like, oh my God, oh my God, um, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, okay, and then immediately he was like, did I give her your number? So he like gave it away at this point, you know. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, well, tell me more, a little bit more about what's going on. So it comes out, you know, he's a writer, he's a journalist, he does cover China issues. And he was like, I'm supposed to have an interview with this girl this morning, um, but, you know, I gave her your phone number, I guess. He was kind of a space cadet. Um, but, so he, he had just, for some reason, given this woman randomly my phone number, and we had been texting for like an hour and a half at this point. And I'm just like, so what do you do? Because now I'm like, is she cheating on me? Is my boyfriend cheating on me with this woman? And she, does, she has no idea who I am. I'm just going to get a lot of information out of her. Like, I'm a librarian. I know how to do this. <laughs> so I have like, I know everything about this woman. She sent me a picture. Like, it's great. Like, I know I have her website, her Twitter, everything. And eventually, you know, I found out that they were just doing an interview. No big deal. But by the end of it, I was like, I really like her. Like, she's a compelling fucking person. Like, just out of nowhere, randomly texting me, I already want to meet her. And at the end of the conversation, she was like, you need to come to the park on Sunday. Um, we're just going to have a picnic. And I was like, I'm there, totally there. And who shows up but this lady baking a fig goat cheese cake in like a long, like, I don't even know, Grecian goddess gown or something. I don't know. I just fell in love with her immediately. And it all happened because my space cadet ex-boyfriend gave someone the wrong number. And yeah, the end. I'm very grateful for that.